Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Or pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Thursday edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg this afternoon. We're glad you're with us and appreciate you tuning in each and every day. Patrick McGee from the Biloxi Sun-Herald scheduled to join us uh, sometime in the next hour. Kelly Santa will be on the program as well as we're going to talk another hour of Golden Eagle Sports. Opening segment sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit. Great way to spend a Thursday night would be to sit down in front of some football or maybe listen to uh, Luke Johnson do the play-by-play tonight of West Jones and Taylorsville uh, and enjoy some Dickey's Barbecue. They'll deliver it to your house. You can get it through the drive-thru. You can enjoy it in-house. But however you choose it, just be sure that Dickey's Barbecue is your choice when it comes to good food. All right, Thursday afternoon, normally we wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be talking about high school football, but the threat of Hurricane Delta, which now appears to be headed westward of Mississippi, has pushed all the football games up to Thursday night, Luke. And I, Luke, I think that's pretty much statewide. I know the, uh, the uh, Farm Bureau uh, coaches show uh, that's aired across the state on Super Talk will be tonight at 10 o'clock from 10 to 11.30. So if you're a, you know, a listener of that, and many people are, remember that's been moved from Friday to Thursday night. Your game moved, I guess, every every high school in the state moving uh, to play Thursday night uh, football this week. Yeah, the only game that I have not heard that uh, is moved to tonight, Hattiesburg and Picayune, for some reason, are playing Saturday at 7 p.m. That's Hattiesburg at Picayune. But every, everything else tonight – uh, Natchez at Laurel, South Jones at Pass Christian. That game's at six, so that South Jones can get back. Northeast Jones at Florence. Uh, some others pedal at Brandon, East Central at Wayne County. But yeah, I'll be out at the at the shoe in Soso, uh, Taylorsville at West Jones, and it's a game where they haven't played since since two thousand four. Uh, it's a game when I was in high school. We literally played every we played the first game of of every year. This was a game my senior year, and we actually played them the second game my senior year. I tore my ACL in, the, in that game. Uh, but it was providential, Bob, because Mississippi State was in the, the stands that night uh, scoping me out. So I'm, I'm, I would gladly give up an ACL to, uh, to have gone to Hattiesburg and, and not Starkville. But, yeah, uh, Ty, Ty Keyes, the quarterback for Taylorsville, uh, he's a commit to Tulane. Alan Follis, quarterback for uh, – for West Jones, uh, getting a lot of JUCO looks. So, yeah, everything's happening tonight. If you're going to listen to the game on Super Talk Laurel tonight, um, just know that because of Lane Kiffin's show, we won't have a pregame. A lot of times people uh, tune in to listen to, to the pregame at 645. We'll actually start right at 7 p.m. with kickoff. And, of course, uh, Caleb Hamill will be on the call for for PCS and at Super Talk Hattiesburg. But you're talking about Hurricane Delta, the latest track right now moving northwest at 13 miles an hour in the Gulf now. 105 mile an hour winds back up, uh, I believe, to a high cat two. And man, you talk about it, it's following basically the same track, Bob, that Laura, uh, 
that Laura went on as far as landing. It's going to land in between Lake Charles and, and Lafayette, Louisiana. Several of those little coastal communities along the Gulf of Mexico and the Louisiana coast got decimated about a month ago. And a good friend of mine, uh, he already got the, the heads up. He's going to be called out with the Coast Guard to, to go down there and help. Um, but as far as, as Saturday's game, it looks like we will have some cloud cover for uh, Southern Miss FAU. But this uh, this hurricane is going to come on land in between Lake Charles and Lafayette. It's going to kind of rip through the middle of the state of Louisiana and then kind of all the western uh border of Mississippi, and then finally track up uh, towards Memphis. So, uh, man, if you're in south Louisiana right now, no no rest for the weary, uh, but south Mississippi is going to miss the brunt of the storm. Yeah, it's just so terrible. Our neighbors over to the west, my gosh, you know, a lot of them probably lost their property uh, during the last hurricane, which was just, what, less than two months ago, and uh, and now here comes another. Imagine that you've, re, you know, you've cleaned up all the mess, you've just started to rebuild your house, and here comes yet another a uh, big major hurricane so our prayers will be uh, with our neighbors uh, to the west and uh you know speaking uh in terms of national media another hurricane seems to be going west of the landmass between new orleans and mobile luke hmm. yeah it's called the mississippi gulf coast um and at the actual on the weather channel the other day they they said mississippi governor k ivy which she's actually in alabama so <laughs> weather channels in favor of alabama taking over the state of Mississippi. You would think by, you know, Jim Cantore, you think that uh, those guys would would know the Gulf Coast. Jim obviously wasn't the editor on that. But going across the the Lake Pontchartrain um, causeway from, it goes basically from uh, Covington um, all the way into Metairie, there was a sign up there that said, Jim Cantore, stay home. Uh, But it does look like that um, that it's going to miss New Orleans. Of course, they, they may get some, some surge uh, going east there. But I'll tell you what, there was a community that took the brunt of, of where uh, Laura came ashore, and it was called Cameron. And I had a buddy that was down there doing some uh, doing some recovery work. And, you know, if you've ever been to south Louisiana because of the moisture in the ground, all the cemeteries are, are above ground, the, the vaults and where they, where they mm-hmm. bury people. Right. And the storm had just ripped through there and torn those up. And just imagine, if you would, mm. vaults being opened, no. you know, and people having to pick up. So, it, man, it's, no. it's horrendous. And uh, so if you're out there, um, and just pray for these people. In the morning, it's going to be up to 115 miles an hour. It's going to hit tomorrow night should be around 105 mile an hour winds when it makes landfall and then uh, we'll be up in the memphis area uh sunday uh, moving over tennessee and north mississippi all right i think uh patrick mcgee has joined us from the biloxi sun herald patrick you with us yeah i'm here i, I took blue for a walk and lost track of time <laughs> <laughs> well okay we're, we'll get over it since blue was being taken for a walk we're glad to uh we're glad to know blue is doing well we we're just talking patrick about the uh how the poor folks over in Louisiana, I mean, it's just been one hurricane after another coming up through uh, that part of the country. There, it looks like they're headed for it again. And, and I would guess on the Gulf Coast uh, where you live also, all the high school has been moved to tonight. Is that correct? Yeah, it's uh, every game but one. And then the other, the only one that's not being played tonight is picking to Hattiesburg, and that'll be Saturday. So, yeah, adjustments made, but thankfully it looks like we've kind of uh, worked out again on this storm. Yeah, no question. Our right, Patrick, the Golden Eagles playing Florida Atlantic uh, Saturday afternoon. It looks like that game is going to happen. You know, it occurred to me. Uh, we hear that we hear people say, "Well, that's on Stadium," but I found that I found that it's also on Fox Southeast Network. 
And uh, also, then I, then I discover that next week the game is on ESPN2. Patrick, mm-hmm. it's been a long time since Southern Miss has had so many nationally televised games. Are we seeing so much of this because of the of the uh, Power Five conferences delaying the start of their seasons? Yeah, well, it's uh, definitely on the ESPN side. The uh, the way the stadium setup is now is basically they don't uh, carry the game on stadium anymore. They're just producing games that are, that are going on regional college sports networks, uh, and it's kind of going to be hit or miss each week which network carries a Southern Miss game or a Conference USA game. But I think it does offer a little bit more exposure uh, just because it's it, it's on more TV sets than, say, Stadium, which was very much a selective thing. You know, you had to know <laughs> the game was on and you, wanted, and, you, and you wanted to watch it. You had to find Stadium and watch it. But uh, now it's on more, you know, at more bars. I was driving down uh, Magazine Street on Saturday, and I looked in the window of a a restaurant in the uh, uh, in, yeah, on, in the Lower Garden District, and I looked in there, and the Southern Miss North Texas games on TV in a restaurant there on Magazine Street. So wow. it just offers that much more exposure uh, for Southern Miss not to be just solely, a, a, you know, a, on on the stadium uh, stadium app. Well, no question about it. And look, we may run out of time. We'll hold you over. But your thoughts about the game Saturday and uh, your your analysis of this Florida Atlantic team, which we really haven't seen play but one game. No, I mean, it's, it's just one game. It's so strange to see Houston is playing their first game this weekend. So, uh, Florida Atlantic is a team they really don't know a whole lot about. I know they have athletic quarterback uh, that they're going to have to prepare for. Uh, it's it's one of those things, kind of wait and see. They they picked up that quality win over uh, Charlotte last week. I mean, Charlotte's a solid football team. So, that tells you Florida Atlantic is going to be a tough team to beat on Saturday. And you kind of question how many guys are still going to be out for Southern Miss after missing out on so many dudes last week. So uh, a lot of uncertainties going in, and and that's the way it is every Saturday for the rest of the season. Every team's going to have its own challenges, and uh, I think Southern Miss has a little bit of momentum coming off of last week, but I think they're facing better football, better football team on Saturday. All right, when we come back, Patrick, we're going to get your analysis of Southern Miss, any news that you may have regarding who might be missing. And I'd also be interested in, Hearing your thoughts about the the head coach now, the interim head coach, and how much that win helped him, uh, you know, in the bid for the permanent head coaching job, and maybe what you think he'll have to do between now and the end of the year to get serious consideration of that. And before we let you go, I'll have to ask you two guys about the about the Hudats as well. So we've got lots more to talk to. Uh, our good friend Patrick McGee about from the Biloxi Sun Herald. He and Blue are back in the house. And, uh, and ready to talk sports. We'll do more of that right after the break. To the Eagle Hour. Welcome back. We're visiting with Patrick McGee from the Biloxi Sun Herald on a Thursday afternoon. Glad you're with us on the Eagle Hour, broadcasting from the First Bank Studios, Laurel and Hattiesburg, Campus Bookmark, CampusBookmark.net. The home game this weekend. A great place, the place to go buy your Southern Miss apparel. 
They'll be open prior to the game tomorrow on Hardy Street. You know where they are. You can't miss the building. It's, uh, believe it or not, black and gold. And right next to the IHOP, in case you want to buy something new. Of course, you can also order it online at campusbookmark.net. All right, Patrick, uh, last week the Golden Eagles sort of hit with uh, COVID. A lot of kids not making the trip. A really surprisingly number, low number of scholarship players on that road trip. Uh, any news uh, regarding uh, whether or not the Eagles will be full strength Saturday, and what do you think they have to do to pull off their second win of the season? Uh, it's it's up in the air. I mean, there were some guys that were obviously missing. Obviously, the top two guys on the depth chart running back and Kevin Perkins and Ragsdale. Uh, so you're kind of looking to see if they'll be out there this Saturday. Obviously, they, they did just fine without them running the ball with Frank Gore Jr. and Darius Mayberry finally uh, showing up and, and getting his opportunity and playing fairly well, uh, two touchdowns. And there was a couple of positions like Central Latham, even though he had been you know ejected the game prior, I, I'd assumed he'd be out there at least for the, the second half. Uh, and then there, I think there's one or two other linebackers and, and, and one DB. So, uh, you know, it, it's hard to, you know, there are 53 scholarship players on that uh, available <laughs> going, going to North Texas, and that falls well short of what you would normally have a, a team full of that, you know, that also has to do with players opting out, uh, you know, overall injuries. Uh, Tim Jones made the trip, but he was on the sideline. Uh, I, I don't know how optimistic they are at getting him back this week. Obviously, you would think they would, it would be a little bit better, but uh, just, you know, early in the week, they didn't seem terribly optimistic that Tim was going to be out there, not saying that he won't, uh, but they're not obviously ready to commit to have him uh, ready to go for, for Florida Atlantic. So uh, I, I think they'll still be kind of shorthanded on Saturday. Uh, hopefully they've got the, whatever little COVID-19 exposure uh, the team had under you know under control, uh, and maybe they'll get some of these guys back with some negative tests and and, and the quarantine uh, passing. But obviously, it's it's hit, you know it's a hurdle right now. Early in the season, when you're playing all those home games, uh, COVID didn't play as much of a role. But here you are uh, uh, going into this week, and it's it suddenly kind of taken a toll. And you might have a handful of players that aren't out there simply because they're in quarantine. Or, or, or some type of protocol. So, uh, not necessarily, or, you know, Scotty Walden didn't say how many positive tests they've had on the team. He declined, uh, from, to, to say that, but obviously it's going to be a hurdle here for probably this week and, and maybe kind of going forward. Luke? Patrick, looking at uh, the Florida Atlantic this weekend, kind of both teams come in with an obvious Achilles heel. Uh, Florida Atlantic couldn't throw the ball at all uh, against Charlotte, and some of that may have been because of the first game. Uh, But they run the ball. They ran the ball for over 200 yards, but they give up a lot in the passing game. So is it kind of an offset? You you think it could possibly be a more even matchup? I feel like Florida Atlantic's better than North Texas. Uh, But they got a new quarterback. He didn't look that great. Uh, Can run the ball really well. But it's kind of like both teams obviously know what the other one's going to do going into this game. Yeah, you would think FAU would probably have more of a full complement of what they would usually have week in and week out, considering they're going to play one football game. Don't really have the, as many injuries as what you would see if Southern Miss has gone through after playing uh, four ball games. So um, it's it's going to be interesting. It's it's really two teams at very different points of the season, and at times you've seen a, an advantage for those teams that have had more experience than they've developed this season, uh, have played a game or two while another team is maybe playing the first game. So. Uh, if you're Southern Miss, you're hoping that kind of battle-tested 
uh, coming off a of victory, having some momentum really plays out. Uh, but you're right. But Florida Atlantic's going to have really good skill players, good speed on on the outside, good skill with running backs. Blaine Kiffin really did a good job of developing that at Florida Atlantic. Only Tiger still has that to work with. Uh, so uh, it's it's all a matter of really, you know, I think Southern Miss is going to score on Florida Atlantic. I think they're pretty much going to score on everybody the rest of the way, especially if Tim Jones is back in the fold. Uh, but, uh, you know, defensively, it's really going to be up to the Southern Miss defense. Again, holding Florida Atlantic, you know, to a minimum on, on in the passing game and, and slowing them down on, on the ground game, which obviously Southern Miss struggled to do against Tulane. Uh, even you know the defense looked better, but North Texas still outgained Southern Miss last week. It was really came down to turnovers, and uh, for Southern Miss to win ball games the rest of the way, it is going to have to be that Southern Miss defense and special teams really kind of coming up with some uh, taking advantage of some mistakes made by the other team. Bob's going to ask you kind of uh, going down the road of, of Scotty's prospectus, but I do want to ask you a Scotty Walden question. I've just been kind of watching um, the last two games, some body language on the sidelines, and it does seem in some ways that he has kind of uh, got into a groove. I mean, the, the jumping around, you know, just the, the bombastic, and I mean that in a very positive way, the, the more energetic Scotty that we saw in the Louisiana Tech game, it seems like he's been a little more measured um, in a good way in the last two games. Um, and I just mean that regardless of what's going on in the field, it seems like he is uh, putting on the, uh, a more of a mantle of a head coach, especially this past weekend. Yeah, I think the, the Tulane experience really humbled everybody on the Southern Miss football team. I mean, they've already had their struggles this season. Uh, but I think the Tulane game brought everybody down to earth, and I think they responded well at North Texas. But I, that, that really applies to the coaching staff as a whole and to the team. Uh, so, yeah, I think Walden, you know, at this point, he's, you know, he's been a head coach before at the D3 level. That's very different than being a head coach at the FBS level. And I think he's probably understand. Uh, with time that he's going to be better controlled, and I think maybe uh, he's understanding all the different you know uh, parts of the game that he has to, to be involved in. Uh, you know, he and Matt Kubik obviously are communicating often on on the offensive side whenever they're on offense, and then uh, uh, trying to give his input you know on the defensive side as well. So I, I think uh, what you're seeing is is just Scotty kind of settling into the job and and calming down, and there's just a lot more <laughs> he has to worry about on game day than. Than uh, you know, than he had previously as the co-offense coordinator receiver. So I think it's only natural to see uh, Scotty show that energy, but also in a measured way. Right, he has to be the head coach, not the head cheerleader. Uh, Patrick, what has he got to do to get the job? I mean, how many games do you think realistically he has to win to get serious consideration, and for Jeremy McLean to basically call off the search for other potential head coaches? Well, I don't think you'll see uh, uh, McLean call off the search. I think this will play out, you know, until after the season's over with. But I, you know, uh, I, so I mean, it would have. Had, I mean, for to have happened, I think you know, for him to call it off completely, I think you'd have to see Southern Miss win uh, seven or eight ball games. But I think if Southern Miss gets to the five win mark uh, this season, possibly the six win mark, Scotty's going to be very much in contention. Uh, but I don't think there was really ever a scenario where they would have called off the search unless mm-hmm. Southern Miss is just absolutely rolling. Uh, this is obviously a very different schedule than what Southern Miss would face on a, on a regular basis. You know, it's Liberty. You're playing Liberty and South Alabama outside of conference. You're not, you know, you don't have a, an LSU or a Tennessee on the schedule. So uh, it's it's a little bit different. Uh, you're playing a level of competition that you should beat, but, you know, 
you're not able to see if Southern Miss is going to be able to punch above its weight under Scotty Walden. So uh, I, I think Southern Miss needs to get five or six wins to really kind of give Scotty that good shot at getting in the job. And, uh, you know, last week was a good sign, but they really need to kind of add on to that. And this is a game that's winnable at home, uh, but FAU is probably a more talented squad at the moment. Right. So just a, a five or six win season, you, th- you think that would be enough to um... – to get well, him the I, job? I, I think there's understanding that Scotty entered an impossible situation. Uh, you know, you've, you're already, you already got one loss on your mark, and then you're having to, uh, you know, really kind of, you know, reboot the team uh, after the season's already started. So I think five, six wins would be a, a very much a success. I mean, Southern Miss is sitting here, at, you know, what, one in three, and, 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 and they haven't looked very good. So if if Scotty turns this team around, that's to me that's a, a, a really a, a good thing for good, helps his case to become the head coach uh, because he was you know it's it's tough to get this thing rolling again in the middle of the season as poorly as they played through the first three games. All right, fair enough. All right, a minute left. I, I want to hear from you two, who that guys, uh, Patrick. Scale of one to ten, how happy are you with where the Saints are today? Well, I mean, I'd give it about a – I mean, I'm happy for the win, but I'd give it about a six or a seven just because, you know, it's it's hard to be content with just all the injuries that have piled up and uh, at key positions. You really want Michael Thomas to get back out there. So, you know, on defense you're seeing some injuries as well, like corner and stuff like that. So uh, it's just kind of hoping you kind of weather the storm and get to that second half of the season, uh, you know, maybe a little bit above 500 if possible. All right, how about you, Luke? Can, can can the Saints stay ahead of your favorite quarterback, Brady, in the Bucks? They got to. Traquan Smith looked good coming in last week, but like Patrick said, Lattimore's got to come back. Davenport's got to come back. And the uh, defensive line, I think, has got to put a little more pressure. Cam Jordan's kind of trying to do it all himself up there. All right, so both of you guys are at a lot of, about a six. Is that what I'm hearing? No, I'm a six. All right, man, Luke? One to we ten. just beat Brady, so we can be whatever we want to be. That's all I care about. <laughs> Patrick, send our regards to Blue, if you will, please, and uh, accept our thanks for helping us every Thursday on the Eagle Hour. Hope you have a good weekend. Will do. I'll, I'll, I'll be on time next week, I promise. Not a problem, bro. All right, Patrick McGee, everybody. Biloxi Sun Herald, major contributor to the Eagle Hour and somebody we're always happy to have on the show. Kelly Sanders next. We'll see what's uh, on his weird mind right after this. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Back on a Thursday, great talking to the Professor Patrick McGee from the Bluxy Sun Herald. Thank you for joining us on the Eagle Hour. Third segment brought to you by 4th Street Bar and Grill. It was pork chop Thursday today, mm. Bob. Mm. Pork chops with rice and gravy, turnip mm. greens, mm. Uh, toast, and a drink. It was mm. only eight ninety five. Tomorrow, your favorite day. Catfish. Catfish. I think Wednesday, uh, we may want to, you know, maybe on a way game, we may want to do a remote on Wednesday because it was Wing Wednesday yesterday. 24 wings for only 15 bucks. You're a wing guy, uh, yeah, too, I'm, aren't you? 
I am a wing dude for sure. But if you're looking for something to do tonight, uh, 4th Street Barn Grill's got it going on. Right now they're showing the Braves and Marlins playoff game, Rays and Yankees at 6. NFL game on tonight. Uh, that's the Bucks and the Bears. Uh, we'll go in there in honor of Michael Mergens and cheer against Tom Brady. And then uh, Tulane Houston tonight's going to be shown too. So you got baseball, NFL, and college football all going on at a Four Street Bar and Grill. Remember, eight ninety five lunch every single day. Pull in there, summer Southern Miss memorabilia. We appreciate Four Street Bar and Grill and their proud sponsorship of the Eagle Hour. Luke and Bob from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Kelly John Santer joins us, and uh, Kelly, we were talking in the first segment just about Hurricane Delta. It looks like South Mississippi will get maybe a little rain uh, through the day on Saturday, but, man, South Louisiana is going to get pounded again, and there's already on on social media, guys, already pictures from news outlets, people uh, leaving, uh, maybe people that didn't leave so so fast or, or so quickly with Laura are leaving with Delta. And it's caused a change of the LSU-Missouri game, uh, not that it would necessarily matter as far as the outcome goes but that game that was originally scheduled for tiger stadium in baton rouge now has been moved to missouri so lsu will play missouri at missouri meanwhile it looks like the high schools uh, knew what they were talking about as most high school action in mississippi was moved from tomorrow night to tonight there is one saturday night matchup hattiesburg against picayune as Patrick McGee mentioned a little bit earlier. Meanwhile, the MACCC, the Mississippi Association of Community Colleges Conference, has three games that will tee it up tonight. Some teams have some buys. There will be another game on Saturday. The game's scheduled to be played tonight in the South Division. Pearl River Community College travels to Colin to take on the Wolfpack. Southwest goes to Decatur, where they will face the East Central Warriors. And the Heinz Eagles will travel to Mississippi Gulf Coast to take on the defending national champion Gulf Coast Bulldogs. On Saturday, Northeast travels to Delta. Delta had the COVID outbreak uh, last week, and Delta, um, that game on Saturday, they might be able to get it in. Hopefully the worst of the weather would be behind them at that point. And from the National Football League, bad news for the New Orleans Saints. Team officials officially petitioned the city of New Orleans and asked for permission for 25% capacity uh, to come to the Superdome for the Saints' next home games. They wanted to, they just wanted 25% capacity for the next Saints' home games. And according to Times-Picayune, Times-Picayune is reporting that Mayor LaToya Cantrell reported no. And Louie's upset about it. Louie doesn't like that news, does he? No, he does no. not like that decision by Mayor. Uh, well, Latoya I guess in Cantrell. part because it's an indoor stadium is, you know, is part of the issue. But going back to college, Kelly, who do you like tonight in that uh, Tulane-Houston game? Well, I think because uh, because Houston has not played a game so far this year, you really don't know what the uh, Cougars will have. Oh, I'm sorry. So I would like to. I think that the Tulane. Why'd you do that? Wave, I don't know. I didn't mean to get him that cranked up. That, I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to talk about this. You You're going to get sued by uh, by Dewey Cheatham and Howe. Okay, just remember that. <laughs> They're, they're ready to go. They're ready to go. They're always ready to go, aren't they, Kelly? You got it. You got it. Oh, does your neck hurt, Mr. Shanner? We'll sit down and let's talk. Um, every every Southern Miss fan does a John Cox impression. Yeah. You know that. Every oh. it's just it's just one of those things that. Uh, but in all seriousness, that that is an interesting game. I'm I'm curious to see how good is Tulane really. I mean, is Tulane as good as what they showed here, or was that? 
Southern Miss being as bad as they could be on a given day? I think a combination of the two. I think Tulane's pretty good, but the fact that I mean, if you're good, Houston is favored in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're favored by about you know seven and a half points. But again, Houston hasn't played yet. Not so a game, really man. That's strange. Isn't that hard to believe? Yeah. So, but a lot of that's a, that's all COVID related because Houston has had like four games scheduled, and um, it just so happens that all the COVID outbreaks happened to the teams that they were playing. But anytime you're playing a team for the first time at the first game of the season, it's kind of like that Forrest Gump box of chocolates. You're really not sure exactly, you know, what you're going to get. Meanwhile, the Southern Miss, according to the latest Las Vegas odds, is a two and a half point dog at the Rock. Uh, you talk to odds makers, and they say they actually like Southern Miss better on the road this year <laughs> than at home. And you talk about a weird year. I mean, that was never oh, said before this year. No, that was somebody. There's somebody on the inside that's a Southern Miss guy that makes lines because we were a one and a half point dog to to North Texas after getting blown out against Tulane, and we were what, against Tulane. We were only like a, it was like a three or four point dog. I mean, there's there's some Southern Miss grad out there that is uh, showing some bias, but I mean, I, I do like it, and and I wonder how they will perform. I mean, you feel like you you really feel like uh, Kelly last Saturday was a reset. You 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 can go on the road and you can win. So you know, dang it, you can come back to the Rock and and you can win. And I just feel like we saw the defense kind of get over. Uh, a, a hurdle and, and where we can hold a lead. And again, they're not playing elite. They're not even really playing above average. I get that for, for you people out there that says Luke Johnson, just look at the statistics. But I feel, I feel like last week was such a shot of confidence in their arm. What they did not do the previous two weeks, they started hot. They got leads. They blew leads. They lost games last week. They started hot. They got a lead and they kept the lead. I, I know North Texas tried to get back in there on some big plays, but I just feel like, Kelly, there's more confidence coming back into the Rock this week than they were in the first three weeks of the season. Uh, winning, winning cures everything. You know, and I mean, it's, it's only one game. I get that. But look, you got to start somewhere. But, uh, but, but after, after having watched every down of that Florida Atlantic game last week against Charlotte, uh, and Patrick, you know, Patrick me gave, gave Charlotte a little more credence than I would. I didn't think Charlotte necessarily looked, I mean, they were okay, but they weren't great. But if the Eagles do not get after and contain Florida Atlantic's quarterback, then he's a he's a for people in Mississippi. That's why I'm using this analogy. John Rice Plumley of Ole Miss, Florida Atlantic's quarterback is like John Rice Plumley, but you know a two compared to a ten. All right, I'm just saying he's mobile. Uh, if nobody's open, you know he he can cause problems outside the pocket by taking off. A lot of quarterback draws right up the middle. So if, if the Eagles don't get after this quarterback for Florida Atlantic, it's going to be a long day. And if they do get after him, then it's going to be a long day for the Owls because I didn't see a whole lot else that they had hmm. besides this guy. I thought so. something very interesting you brought up, Luke, and Patrick sort of elaborated on it. And that's both of your observation that uh, Walden is doing less jumping around, hollering, screaming, cheerleading and seems to be settling more in as a head coach. I, I gather that both of you guys thought that's something he needs to do. Luke? Luke yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Luke. yeah I, I, th- I think so. I, I think, you know, he's 30. And, but he's done this before, and so it's a, it is a measured approach. you you got to be yourself, because among those kids, 18- to 22-year-old kids, 
if Scotty were to suddenly change who he was and try to be somebody he's not, that reeks of plastic all day long. Nobody's going to buy into that. You're doing that for the cameras. Be yourself. At the same token, he has to, in some ways, mature in his body language and approach and be, you know, those same guys can say, okay, this is our leader now. This just isn't my position, coach. This isn't just, you know, the guy that may have recruited me. He's captain in the ship. So I applaud Scotty on that. I mean, just little things that he's doing. I don't know if you you guys have seen this, but every Friday there's, there's a business in Hattiesburg. If you walk in there and yell to the top, uh, he has covered like, you know, donuts or cookies or whatever. Every win they get, um, and I think this kind of speaks, uh, to, to how he, he, you know, like, likes the university. There, he and his family are donating $500 towards the scholarship fund, you know? I, I, I didn't ask this to Patrick. Um, I just wonder, have we increased his pay at all? Did you know he was making $110,000 when he took over as interim head coach? Well, apparently they have if he's buying everybody donuts and contributing to the scholarship fund. <laughs> If he's buying me donuts, he's going in the hole. I'll tell you that right, right now. But but you know, you, you guys talked about what will it take for him to be able to get that job on a on a permanent basis. I I think that you really have to a large degree give him or anybody else somewhat of a pass this year, because although we haven't been able to detail who specifically because of health reasons and so on, but there's we already know that a lot of the Eagles have been out because of COVID. Well, you're you're asking, you know, you're trying to judge a guy on the job that he does when he's only had half a deck of cards. Well, and I want you to hold that thought, Kelly, but I'm going to make one point about that that you think about during the break. I hear what you're saying, but that puts McLean in a terrible position because you can you really commit to the guy for four years? You know, if he if he doesn't have a standout year, on the other hand, you can't say, well, this past year was, you know, odd because of COVID. So we're going to give it one more year because I don't believe you can go into a recruiting season with a with a coach that's been given a one year deal. But anyway, I'd like to get your thoughts on that. And obviously, Luke's as well. When the Eagle Hour continues, hope you'll stay with us. We'll continue our discussion about Scotty Walden, Golden Eagle football. Saturday's game against the Florida Atlantic Owls. And maybe buy Kelly a donut or two, maybe. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Toyota of Hattiesburg brings you the fourth segment of the Eagle Hour every single day. They're located at Highway 98 in Hattiesburg or online, toyotahattiesburg.com. Go on their website. You can value your trade-in. You can secure financing and view their entire inventory Toyota Hattiesburg on board with us with the Eagle Hour and uh, go see them for your next vehicle purchase. DBAT and D1 training also uh, there for you and your family. If you kids need to uh, refine their baseball and softball skills, DBAT is a baseball and softball academy. 
And right next door on Highway 98 in Hattiesburg is D1 Training. Great facilities and help you get in the best shape of your life. Luke Johnson, Bob Getty, Kelly Santer from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. Uh, high school football on tap tonight. If you uh, live in Hattiesburg, Presbyterian Christian on the road at Simpson Academy. Caleb Hamill on the call at 7 p.m. That'll be on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3. Uh, if you're up here in the free state of Jones tonight, Taylorsville at West Jones, Brett Bouchelon and I will be on the call at 7 o'clock on Super Talk Laurel 99.3. Both of those games can also be streamed on supertalkhattiesburg.com and supertalklaurel.com. All right, Bob, back to uh, back to your question with Kelly. All right, Kelly. So Jeremy McLean, in my view, in a tough position. Do You, you can't really give a coach a one-year deal, but uh, you really, I think you really have to show something to uh, to give this young guy a four-year contract. Yeah, poor Jeremy. He hasn't had a he hasn't had an easy day, you know, since he's gotten the, the job. And and your point is well taken. But I think one of the ways that COVID will will continue to reshape sports going forward is because money is so tight. I think these days of these ridiculously long contracts for these coaches, especially when you know um, these coaches, lots of times don't even honor them. You know, for those long periods of time, uh, or that that schools don't want to be on the hook when they can a person for being not what they thought they were, if that makes sense. I think you're going to see more and more schools go to shorter contract lengths. You know, and, and instead of these five-year deals, you know, they might get a two- or a three-year deal with some other things, you know, written in to make it more financially protective of the schools. Um, because it, there's no other job in this country where you get paid to be bad. I mean, they just tell you to clean out your desk and go Congress. Home. Yeah, well, besides yeah. that, yeah, <laughs> right. and we know how we know how easy those jobs are to get. Right. But I'm but I'm just saying, you know, going forward, going forward, I think you're going to see and people go, "Well, you're not going to get coaches if you don't give them the Well, if all the schools do the same thing, then yeah, and 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 most coaches' egos need to be fed. And so they'll say, "Well, yeah, I'll take that because I know I'm going to do great at this job. You know, so I think that uh, that's the way that COVID has rewritten things. You know, going forward, I think you'll see shorter contracts. So what do you say, Luke? Does COVID uh, make a difference in how Jeremy McClain looks at the head coaching job here? Well, here's the here's the benefit. I, I think what Kelly's saying is I think it, that will affect the Power Five. The, the group of five is this way. If you got a good coach, do what you continue to do. Make the buyouts just astronomical. And that way, when you hire the right guy, you get paid for it. You get paid for it in wins on the field, and you get paid for it when he moves on and leaves. It's It's been a, a kind of a saying that's kind of been rolling around, and I heard it a lot whenever uh, we had the coaching changeover. You know, now in the group five, if you have the same guy in year five, you or year four, I'm sorry, you probably – hired the wrong guy. An exception to that would be Blake Anderson, who we did have the opportunity to hire. He's been at Oklahoma uh, or at Arkansas State for quite some time, won multiple conference championships, and I don't think he's looking really to, to go anywhere. He, he could be. But yeah, a group of five school, I mean, you look at what Appalachian State has done, some more schools like that. You bring a guy in, 
He wins in two or three years. He takes the next position. But what you've done is you've made your university and your athletic program, your football team, the place for the next up-and-comer to land. I think kind of the the jury was out on Scotty Walden possibly being one of those guys, and uh, you'll see the rest of the of the season whether he he proves that he was like That's that right. or not. I do think the the last thing I will say on this is Southern Miss fans need to need to to understand there was a world of difference uh, between week one and week two, and there was a world of difference between week two and week four. I'm taking Tulane out. I'm just talking those two and four were conference games. And I think that's going to be the bigger question is how does the team play and how do they respond to Scotty's leadership? Well, maybe uh, Jeremy could hire your attorney, uh, Kelly, to negotiate the next deal. Well, I I think Mr. Cheatham would be an excellent choice, as a matter of fact. (laughs) Uh, It's amazing how he tends to get what he wants. Correct. You know? I'm sure it is. Yeah, I think I, I think I see him over here at the four way stop waiting on a wreck, Kelly. That's probably yeah, he, him, right? He's an excellent photographer as well, and I don't know what photographs have to do with lawsuits, but uh, it just—he's got oh, pictures that you I, just wouldn't believe. I think you know, Kelly. I think you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we wish uh, Scotty uh, nothing but the best, and uh, sure. we, we hope that the Golden Eagles win every game on the slate. Uh, we're just about forty eight hours away from. From examining the next test, 3 o'clock, Saturday afternoon, Florida Atlantic, Southern Miss, Fox Sports Southeast. And, of course, if you're one of the lucky 8,000 that can get in the stadium, uh, you can watch it live. We'll be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. You can listen to us every day for free, and we hope you'll continue to do that. Until tomorrow. And just just remember, you get what you pay for. (laughs) Exactly. That goes without saying. (laughs) Until tomorrow, Southern Miss. To the top. Keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle, let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.